0: it's the BoxCast Podcast, and I'm Gary. I'm Wade. And I'm Josh. Welcome back to the show. We're so excited to have you here in all of our various formats and fascinations, be across YouTube, Facebook. and I wonder if we could get on Instagram. I hope so.
1: I hope one day they just let people like stream their VRTMP. I don't know why they haven't yet. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be nice. I was just thinking
0: more of my bikini, but... <laughs> Maybe not today, folks, but we're not talking about that. Today, we are discussing... Audio. Yeah. The thing I know nothing about. Right. Yeah. Well, there's very few things you know. More than audio about and, right and yeah that's to, to, picture, to preface right? this
1: Josh and I are definitely video guys oh and totally Gary is the audio guy we like to say but he Gary is just <laughs> smarter than us in general <laughs> I'm a nerd so, <laughs> he, yeah he's a nerd he's very smart and and we are gonna Aww. ask probably some re- if you are an audio person Josh and I are probably gonna ask some really dumb questions yeah
0: please ask dumb questions because that's how we get good answers Yes.
1: Yeah. You
2: know? if you're the kind of person that only knows I need to set the mic up and press record but you're like this still doesn't sound right. We're gonna go into it today, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss the basics of getting better audio.
0: Yeah, and there's also uh, on the Boxcast uh, YouTube channel, we have the highest viewed video. I will say is how to get better audio for your live stream, and that is some really good tools and tips and tricks. We'll review a few of those things here today. But I guess I guess I'm just gonna kind of be quiet until you ask a question, and then I'll just give you the I'll just kind of like throw up nerd all over the table with audio. Is that okay? Let's do it.
1: Yeah, I think. I'll dive right in. <clears throat> yeah, Because I me. think the most the the biggest question I ever saw in support with audio is how do I prevent clipping? And for those who don't know what clipping is, oh it's wait, pretty much, I want to hear it. Hear it. Give me an Okay. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Let me give you my opinion of it. Then Gary will are give you the did professional actually one. Actually, clip or are you... so? No no no. <laughs> oh. no, 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 no. I thought he was actually going to clip. <laughs> so and I was like... if you if you see Josh, he's taking his headphones <laughs> off because clipping is pretty much when the audio is too loud and it gets really distorted yep. and it sounds. Horrible. Yeah. And so, in support, like, you know, for it would happen a lot. Like, I feel like, you know, if you had your uh, two examples, your church service and like, you know, the bands playing, and mm-hmm. it sounds horrible, but like for the pastor, he sounds great because he's like one person. It's well, a yeah. little quieter. It's not like a bunch of instruments playing and sounding bad. And for sports, you always hear it like someone scores a touchdown and they're like, and Johnny's at the 10, the 5, no, and that was a clip right there. We <laughs> <laughs> should have warned me. That was clipping. That was clipping. And sorry, and as, I just blew your ears
2: out. And as and as enraged as I am at Wade right now,
0: that's how your viewers feel about you,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. So
0: so the technical term, I mean, if we give you the if we give you the the watered down terminology, he was not expecting that. That was great. I didn't, great. Think, I didn't that's know if it was how it feels. Feels. That was great. No, Kevin's cleaning his ears out over Kev, there. Yeah, our producer today, Kevin's over here trying to like make sure he still has hearing going on. But yeah. So I mean, in full clipping is exactly that. You've reached a, a level that either the equipment or the settings are set to that you cannot go above. And so it produces this nasty um, overdrawn distorted sound that <clears throat> quite honestly sounds like it's cutting off, but you've reached a limit. So yeah. to water it down, really what clipping is, is more so you are, you're exceeding the maximum capacity of whatever you're you're doing. So if you're and, and we'll go into this a little bit more, but in the analog and digital world, there's two different sides to how clipping is viewed mm-hmm. right so in your analog console world um, most most clipping occurs at like plus five plus ten okay which is above zero all right so if you ever look at an audio meter um, yeah or if you looked at it at like your mixing console and you've seen sure. the little scale that goes up
1: that's what it says on the atem too i think it goes to plus 10 plus 10 on the software right. yeah yeah
0: yeah so when it goes up most analog consoles Plus five plus ten is where your clipping will begin, and that's because it's an analog system. So you're you're losing stuff in in the system. You're actually losing a little bit of that gain in the system. Where in a digital world, zero is your absolute max. Like you don't want to breach zero. That's considered the top of the of the of okay. the actual ceiling. You breach zero, you can create clipping. Now there are spaces and times where you can kind of work in that zero round where it's zero plus five plus three somewhere in there Um, and you're not actually clipping anything you're just producing more into the system right so you've reached a maximum limit and you can't get above it and so it clips cuts it off and it's terrible and i'm sure you've heard it so you asked me how do you prevent clipping Well, not yelling and screaming into your mic is one way. Yeah, sorry, everyone. My Um, throat kind of hurts from that, too. Just screaming. This is what happens when you don't pre-plan that. I know. (laughs) Like you didn't do your vocal exercises for the morning. I didn't plan
1: that at all, so sorry, everyone.
0: So ways to prevent clipping are really pretty simple. Um, It's producing a good gain structure. And when we say gain structure, that means everything down your line, so from your stage or your microphone or the person who's using uh, or speaking, to your instruments, to you know your sound PA system, whatever it is, whatever's coming into your sound system, you have a good structure, a lot, of, a lot of juice, a lot of actual signal coming in at a good level, right? It's not reaching or exceeding the clipping oh, point. Okay, it's coming in, it's really good. All right, good amount. So and, you're
2: not bringing it up later.
0: No, you're not bringing it up later. You're it's using coming
2: in at a yeah yeah it's
0: coming in at a really good level. Yeah. It's got enough. It's got enough behind it. So that way, the signal can carry through. Okay. And then as you go down the line into your audio equipment, such as your mixers, from that point forward, you're able to have enough juice to mix properly so you can avoid clipping. Now, there's inside of that thing, it's called a headroom, okay? And no, that's not where a short man walks into a tall room. And, okay, <laughs> I, I once saw there's you also draw, for draw all this. Yeah, I did. I draw it and out I for kinda you. And I kind of always one. remember that. Yeah.
1: like it, you, draw, you drew this room with a person. Right,
0: it it's up. a room with a person. So headroom yeah. is basically if... You walk into a space um, and you are just short enough to walk in and you have your head touching the top of the ceiling. You have no headroom, right? So in the audio world, what it basically means is that if that signal, that man, that person, if that signal were to grow, would you have space to get to the top, right? A lot of reasonings for bad audio when it comes to not low, not enough volume or too much volume is because there's either too much headroom, right? Or there's too little. Mm -hmm. Okay. So gain structure helps to build that out. Where if you gain everything properly down the line, so your mics, your instruments, your speakers, your even your PA stuff, like you've got a phone hooked up to a mixer console and you're playing music off of it, Mm -hmm. having a good enough gain structure coming in can help you alleviate having that headroom. So if that signal has to grow, like what you did when you screamed into the mic... yeah. Didn't then you cut that, that guy's head off. Yeah, you yeah. you exactly. You, you, we didn't have enough. We don't have you enough headroom built in for you to start. You know, cheering like screaming. the Cleveland Browns won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. So there's no headroom. Right. And because of that, that's how clipping occurs. Can Can you also
1: explain gain structure a little bit or gain <laughs> a little Cause more? Because okay, and we had it on here for later, but like no, no, that's fine. It works. Gain because like. I, I mean, I'm going to speak for both of us, Josh, and you can tell me if I'm <laughs> wrong, but gain, in my mind, is just higher volume, and I know that's not... Well, that some right. people think it's a laundry detergent. So but... it's like gain versus volume? Like, what's people... the difference? Okay. Yeah. Or like, I, there's a gain knob on our mixer, and then there's the bar that goes up, and they both increase volume, sure. but I don't know which one I should be using at the right time.
0: Yeah, so the way that I relate gain to volume is um, I use kind of like a plumbing scenario. Okay. give you a good idea, okay? So... Josh, your house, right? You have public water here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the amount of water pressure that comes into your house, that's considered gain, and the amount of water pressure in your house is considered volume. Okay, and I'll explain. So gain is how much signal is coming into the system,
2: like the mixer, for no. example. Yeah, so
0: coming into the mixer or coming in, the yeah. Console so, maybe. So if okay. I had the end it, it result. Well, the end is volume, but okay. if I had a guitar oh, okay. okay, and I was playing a guitar, as I play guitar, the signal coming into the system, that's that's the system, mm-hmm. that's the gain that has to be adjusted. Okay. Yeah. So to to in order to amplify that, I have to add gain to it in yeah. order to amplify that signal so there's enough of it coming through. So that would be like the water pressure coming from the city into your house. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow, this right? is such a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> so Volume is how much of that you're going to use and how much of it's going to be heard. To de- deliver it. To deliver it, correct. Yeah. So I have a guitar. I've added volume. I've added gain to it, right? I've amplified that signal, so I have plenty of pressure coming into my system. Okay. Now I'm going to use volume to control the mixing of that audio inside of the space that I'm in. So they're okay. not actually hearing the gain, right? Because gain can be really high. Yeah. They're not hearing that gain, but they're hearing the volume that I'm controlling. So that would be like turning on water faucets in your house or using the hose. Got it. Right? You you're you're adjusting, you're managing, controlling how much water is being used in your house. The same thing is as happening in your sound console. You're controlling how much of that gain is being utilized and how much of it is actually being heard versus not being heard.
2: Got Jeez. it. Whoa. That's
1: good to know. Now is
0: yeah. now
2: is there a difference? This is um probably too intensive a question even for me but is there a difference in like the way gain signals are versus volume like is gain an electrical thing
0: yeah so all signals are electrical yeah right all signals are electrical so but i
2: mean like is the way like like a gain like gain would be structured you're basically taking
0: the amplifying you're amplifying a gain when you when you take gain and you turn the gain knob up right you're amplifying that electrical signal
2: ah okay Oh, that's good to know.
0: Okay. Okay. So everything's electrical coming into the system. That's why you have some systems that require, um, or instruments or things that ha- like microphones require what's known as phantom power. You have to send an electrical current to it so it can carry the signal back. Oh yeah, mm, that's okay. good to know. Yeah, because
1: yeah, I always thought phantom power. I mean, I knew what it was. Like it powers a mic well, that's or what an it instrument, does. but I didn't know it needed it to like also bring stuff back. Right. Like yeah. my
0: my acoustic guitar has a nine uh, nine volt that I put into it. So that way, the system is powered, and then I don't have to have power coming to the guitar. Cool. So it's got power but built in. Microphone systems work in the same fashion, right? So if you have a wireless mic, we have batteries in the wireless mic, not only to operate the mic, but that's what carries the signal. To push it. Push it out, push it over the system, right? So
2: can I ask you something about gain structure that's relevant to us? Sure. Say, a lot of times with a lot of jobs we do, we're just setting up maybe two or three wireless mics. Do do we turn the gain up all the way up no. on those no. consoles? No. Where do we put the gain at so that it carries properly yeah, that's a good to question. the mixer? That's a good question. This is gonna And I mean on the wireless receiver rack. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna There's bump
0: us. Actually. This is gonna bump us into analog versus digital. And mm-hmm. and I'm gonna put my fisticuffs and in- you know, beat you up on this one because <laughs> oh, no. I know where you land. And, I know, and and you're already declaring you're not an you know an audiophile. So let's go. But let's let's just take your analog system for example. Yeah. Um, most analog systems are running um plus four plus six natively. What's that mean? It means it's plus four plus six. They're adding to it. Okay. okay? Oh. You ha- or you have to. If you look at the back of the wireless like unit for your for your microphone, there's usually a gain knob, right? Yep. Or there's a gain switch. So what, that's, what that box is doing is like it's like minus 20, zero, plus 20 is usually what they operate on. And if what you're doing is you're telling it, okay, I want to cut 20 dB, okay, decibel. I want to cut 20 dB out, so I'm going to go minus 20. Oh, I need to add more gain to this box, so I'm going to add 20 by putting it to zero. Or I need more than that. I need a lot into this, so I'm going to add 20 more by putting it to plus 20, Okay. So that's how you set gain inside. And then a lot of other gain um, systems, higher versions, more elaborate setups with wireless, at least with wireless microphones, even have them built into the actual system themselves where you can control it one dB at a time mm-hmm. up to minus that's 20. That's like SureTake can do that. Most, most yeah. of the upper level Sure stuff has that ability. Yeah. But in like, if you're using like our BLX systems, for example, from Sure, which I use at our church because they're really economical and they work well there's only that minus 20 0 my plus 20 and i always set mine to zero unless i have a really quiet singer or a really quiet speaker and i'm kind of um i'm kind of like analytical with it so i'll i'll adjust it on the console more than i will at the unit okay but for like you guys uh, in an atmosphere where you're doing maybe a a wedding or maybe you're doing some sort of conference or conference something conference or like a, a debate a speaker or, panel yeah. yeah set it to zero okay Put it at zero so you're not having so you're at the middle range and then adjust the remaining gain Mm, at the console. That's what I was about to ask you
1: next is like what order should people work in to like go from should they go like set your microphone up, get that set it sounds like in the middle or zero or whatever your middle rating would be for that, then work it on the board
0: Mm -hmm. and see where you're at from there. All gain structure should be coming from the source to the console. Got it. Like for a digital system, for me, a digital system, I run it into a digital snake unit, which is like a big box that runs an Ethernet cable out to our console. And I can, pr- wow. I can program those preamps to plus, I think, plus 48 or plus 60, depending on the console I'm using. So I can actually set the gain so I can amplify that signal coming into my console. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's, that's pre-console. That's not even coming to the console. That's right at the, right at the snake box. So I can set those preamps to be plus... 46 right or yeah. plus 31 or whatever it may be so i have enough juice coming into the console so then i can start mixing the volume to where it needs to be sent
1: so boom
2: um, now we know not to just start not to just it up turn it all the way up
1: on, on the mic
0: the receiver
1: and turn gain <laughs> all the way up on our board um so <laughs> go, going back um and i guess just to wrap up i don't think we wrapped up this question of how to pre- prevent uh, to prevent clipping but would you what would you rec- like because what we do, and again, I don't know if it's right, that's why we're asking, is like, well, like for that touchdown thing, I would have someone like, before we start the broadcast, <laughs> I'm like, get pretty loud. Like we do this cycling class and they like scream into their microphone because yeah. they're like, let's go. And like. you can hear it too, and you right? you hear it really loud. So we're like, before we start recording um, or streaming it or whatever we're going to do that day, we were like, okay do like half a song for us and we want you to go ham and yell and give us some whoes and just craziness yes, right yeah, that's good so we can get the loudest that you could be and we can go down from there right exactly so yeah. when you
0: set up a game structure um, especially when you're trying to squelch out um, any type of you know higher level clipping or right. you know distortion um, you on a digital console for my you know my friends who use digital systems. I usually gain um, all of my vocalists and um, anybody who's using a vocal mic between minus um, fifteen and minus ten on the on the scale. That's that's plenty of room for them to have a good amount of juice coming in. So that means if I have to turn their, their gain up, um, and, you know I've got I've got Mary who's doing a great job being a vocalist, but she's a little quiet, so what I would have her do is I would have her give me her loudest. So I usually I usually embarrass people making them sing Mary Had a Little Lamb or Happy Birthday or something. <laughs> yeah. Um and I want them to sing it at their loudest volume. So it's like <laughs> Mary had a little lamb, right? Yeah. I want it I want it pretty close to their microphone. Um that's another thing <laughs> is mic placement. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, well, we know with our man over here, I like, get in trouble for that a lot. Yeah. After so, every mic placement makes a huge difference. A lot of microphones, and again, this is getting really far into it, but a lot of microphones are like <laughs> omnidirectional, right? right? Cardoid, and they have they have a certain pattern that they they operate in like you can move them your face over to this side and the microphone can still pick you up as just as well as it was in the front
1: yeah
0: um so mic placement is very critical to me so like when i tell singers when they're singing it's got to be it's usually you take a knuckle and it's usually about a knuckle away mm. from your face and if they choose mm-hmm. to sing up higher yeah we lost no. our hdmi signal cuz no, his laptop no. died yeah um it just got if we tired uh, of about if this. we're we're singing right and we're knuckle away, and they get loud, I advise my vocalists, like if it's a huge increase in their volume to sing, go ahead and pull that microphone away just a little bit. So that way it doesn't actually ring through quite sure. as much. Got it. So that's, I mean, it's a good example, is like get them to get as loud as they would normally or exceedingly, and then you gain them in. So vocalists, yeah. right around minus 12, minus 10. Cool.
2: Well, and when I lav people up, and I know that they can get pretty loud, I'll like scoot it down just a little bit yeah that helps because yep. they can you know if you yeah. if you're always lobbing somebody up right here mm-hmm. but they're they're just too way too loud it's and- well on
0: top but also there's a lot of issue being like right like legit right next to the neck yeah because a you're picking up more of the residents there but also like you can get a lot of muffling happening. well and yeah i've yeah. seen
1: when you like lob someone up here mm-hmm. uh
0: sometimes they can like
1: bend down a little and their and neck will scrunch or they, the mic and they, you just lose oh, audio yeah. or automatically. They turn, their, they do they turn their head. yeah. Right. As you, so. you can probably
0: hear in our mics, like as soon as I move my head away, all that audio yeah. leaves. Right? I literally
1: was going to give that example and I was yeah. like, yeah, so when you do this and you're like, oh crap, I have to be back close to this mic. Get, so get a bit closer. i got to be close. So the
0: rule, the rule of thumb that I like to use is I like to have somebody give me the thumbs up yeah. And I usually put it on their chin, and then I put the microphone just below it. That's
1: a great tip, because oh. we have no science to that, and I'm going to start using that. <laughs> Wait. Give me a thumbs up.
0: Give me a thumbs up. Put, chin. put it right on your chin. Yeah, just right in the middle of your and chin. Then you and did, then you put you the microphone right, right below it. Yeah. Oh,
1: Gary. Whoa. I'm going to use that tomorrow. <laughs> if you didn't take anything else away from this. Yes, the thumbs up trick.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, middle of the chest area is a good area, and it's still kind of most, uh, most lav mics are... Omni, so they'll. We need to move their head. Most people aren't moving their head to talk like this, right? Like no. they're not moving across yeah. their yeah. entire shoulder. <laughs> they're usually just moving at like a forty-five. Sure. So right there, thumb um, up, right below. Wow. Okay,
1: we have another really, really. We're gonna we're gonna battle about we're gonna analog p- and digital later, and and in, in like a
0: couple minutes.
1: Um, but we have to ask another thing that always trips me up because. I know it, but I I don't at all. So that's why I'm asking. Wait, you so, know it, but so, you don't. So I, I don't. Understand. I don't. I don't know this topic at all. This is why I'm asking.
0: Um, what 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 temperature do I like my steaks at? Is that the question? <laughs> uh I wish. Um,
1: <laughs> mono versus stereo, mm. because this is where this trips me up. And like, I always remember at least a couple years ago. You know, you you see a converter on Amazon. Hey, you need XLR to to headphone jack or like 1 1 eighth inch whatever you call it sure you need xlr to, to headphone jack like there's a cable for that on amazon oh yeah there's so a cable for think, everything on so amazon. you yeah. think yeah there's a cable for everything on amazon so whatever you're trying to convert audio wise you just assume oh since they're selling it it will work <laughs> and that is not true.
0: We found that out when we had Steven on, right? Yes. Like, we found that out like we were putting yeah. the console, and I was like, oh, that's why we're using a stereo cable when it's in mono signal. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And so like, when that comes to that stuff, and that just happened to me when I was filming a wedding, I was recording a program feed out of a Roland headphone jack, and the same thing happened. I was like, I'm not getting anything. And I just peeped it out a little bit, the quarter-inch cable, and there was all my audio. Yeah. So hit, hit me with it. What's, okay. What is mono? Monio. Monio? Mono, mono versus stereo. I S- I need I need a lesson.
0: So okay, here's a lesson. You have two ears, right? Yes. That's stereo. Okay. Okay. Really easy. Good, I know that. Mono cover one of your ears.
1: Okay.
0: Boom. <laughs> He's like it's I should take my headphones off. Yeah. That's mono. Okay. Okay. So and but you covered the wrong ear, by the way. Okay. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. The uh <laughs> the big biggest difference between mono and stereo is left and right. Yeah. Um, you hear all this stuff about multi-channel stereo, and it's like, well, okay, well, we're not gonna get into it. Real, real stereo is left, right. Yeah. Uh, real stereo is a left signal and a right signal, and then typically within stereo systems, um, there's a lot of what they call panning happening. So they'll put they'll put a little bit of something into the left and a little bit of something else into the right, so you get a cr- kind of like this sweeping effect across the entire plane of left and right. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like mono signals versus stereo signals, typically any console that you're operating in is going to be mono dependent.
2: What does that mean? It okay. means
0: it's going to only run one single channel. Oh, okay. So one, Got it. It's going to run one signal type. It's not going to run, not cable type, m- mind you, okay, but one signal type. And it's usually one signal and it's left. So like if you were running, um, okay, you're, you're rolling. That's the situation. Yeah. Your your input would have been a stereo input. Yeah. Right? So you could connect to a stereo input using a cable. Got it. Right? But the signal that was coming to that input was mono. Was mono. Yeah. So that's why you, when you pulled the cable out, you only hit the top ring of that sleeve of that audio jack, right. which is the left signal. Got it. So that's why you're able to get all your audio. Yeah. So what happens is, is a lot of people don't understand the concepts between like, well, I'm running, a, I'm running an, a mono system into a stereo unit. This cable should convert it. Some cables do. Some cables will automatically take a mono and they duplicate that mono signal to make it left-right. That means if you try to pan something left, it doesn't pan. If you try to pan something right, you'll lose it. Got it. Okay? Okay. Because it's one side. Because it's one side, yeah. one side. So, like, um, the headphone units that you guys are using right now, okay? Can you pull that, you just pick it up and just show it to the camera? Oh, like this whole thing? Yep. I'll give you an example. So this is a Behringer P2. It is a personal in-ear monitoring amplifying system. The cool thing about these is like they can do mono and stereo. Exactly. So you're using stereo headphones, mm-hmm. right? So that has a stereo jack, which means that the cable, if you can pull the cable, you won't hear me very much yeah. anymore. But the cable has two inputs on it. Or I'm sorry, it has two sleeve rings on it, yep. right? So you see the two black rings? So the yes, top is does. left, the bottom is right. Yeah. Okay. Top is top is
1: left. Bottom top is, is right. left. Bottom is right. Cool. So when
0: you plug that in, this is a stereo output on that system, and it's running into it. Now, if you pull the other cable out of the bottom, this is a quarter inch cable coming from our sound console. That is also a stereo cable. Because It's got the two rings. Right. Okay. But here's the kicker: we're only running single audio out of that. There's only one channel coming out of that. Oh. Why is that? Because that's all we're doing. Oh, that's
1: all we're doing. Okay.
0: We're not running two audio signals. Requiring two cables. We're running oh, one. Oh, got it. So okay. what's happening here is that this system is picking up that little amplifier is picking up the left only channel and that amplifier is then doubling the signal left right into your ears.
2: Oh, okay. That's why okay. Is that what an amplifier does? No, an amplifier amplifies the signal. It just the amplifies signal. the signal, right? Okay. Right. But it just happens to also be doing
0: that. But what it's doing is it's it's duplicating the audio from your left side into your right side, so it sounds stereo. Okay. Oh, I see.
1: Interesting think i learned something i'll call you when i have questions Just call <laughs>
2: but for the for the live streaming audience like what happens when it gets into a video switcher and then goes out over hdmi into an encoder yeah that's a good
0: question so hdmi obviously you're embedding the audio natively right because yeah. hdmi embeds audio signal so you can still embed left only um, okay the issue is like how do you fix it so if you're running into like a video switcher like if, let's say you're using an 10 mini if you listen to our last episode we talked about some of our favorite pieces of equipment, sure. you know, hardware. Yeah, like that only stuff. has 8th-inch um, yeah. in, right? It has 8th-inch yeah, in or headphone, headphone jack, jack in. right? Yeah. Mic 1, mic 2. You would assume that, that each one of those are mono. They're not. They're actually stereo. So you can run a cable, say, from your console, uh, channels 1 and 2, two stereo out. Okay? So you would run one mono left and one mono right okay. into a cable that would combine them into a stereo signal. And you can plug it into the ATEM Mini, and the ATEM Mini will pick up both left and right audio in one of the jacks. In one of the jacks. Okay.
1: Right. So, like, yeah. So, in a, in like, let's say our use case, we would go two XLRs out, mm-hmm. and they would convert to what
0: to get into headphone? To just convert each signal into a single whatever. So, okay. if you're going into quarter inch, you they make a quarter inch a uh, converter that takes in two XLR converters oh, as a Y cable. Got it, got it, got it. Got and then an obviously. output into two okay. quarter inch. Or if you're taking it an eighth inch, you know, slap slap an eighth inch adapter it. on it, right? So but you also, just
2: have to pay attention to the cable specs to
1: make sure it... you have
0: it, to pay attention to y what ca- signal you're running. And right. then how are you oh, going to yeah. convert that well, down? And,
1: and aren't there these are like little boxes, too, that do it for you? Yes. that Where you can like plug two things in, and it's like, okay, here's RCA, the here's headphone, yep. here's,
0: you know. Yeah, we actually have one down here, too, that we use. It's yeah. an audio interface, right? Cool. But again, you have to remember, a lot of audio interfaces, everything is mono input. Got it. Okay? Like, if you're running, like, say, a Behringer Wing, for example, there's stereo inputs on those bad boys. Okay. So, which is awesome, because that means any signal you put in... If it's a stereo signal, that input will automatically pick up a stereo input, even though it's one input, one jack. Oh, oh okay. I see. Okay? Like, my, my X32 does not do that. My so, X32, if you don't send
2: that, a stereo signal, you're only going to
0: get the left channel. Exactly. You got oh, it. It's okay. 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 We're, We're figuring okay. this What's out. What's going on? <laughs> little by little. <laughs> what Let's is going on? So, let me give you a benefit for those who are trying to figure out how to do this for live streaming. So... In live streaming, stereo audio is always better, right? Because you don't want to like, have somebody listen to your audio and yeah. then all they hear is the left side of the speaker. Yeah. And a lot of times people have that um, phased, which means they've flipped it so the left is actually right. Oh, yeah. And so all you hear is in the right channel, right? Um, and that happens all the time. The, the best thing that I can tell people who maybe will listen to this, watch this, excuse me, or go online and try to figure this out for themselves, is that if you want stereo audio, you have to send stereo audio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you're you can't change it after the fact. If you're sending one mono cable out of your console or your audio device, you're sending one signal line cable out. You need to convert that and duplicate it to stereo in order for it to be stereo. Got it. It's not a true stereo. Right. Mind you, it's just a duplication. This yeah. is
1: probably going to make anyone who is really into audio and also Gary probably like pull their hairs out when I say this. Sometimes <laughs> when we have to and it just applies. We're not doing it today. But it doesn't apply. We take our one mono XLR signal out, and we have a little thing that converts to two XLR signals. <laughs> a white cable. And we plug it yeah. into our ATEM. And sometimes it's like, hey, we have to do that because we're running the other one to a speaker. Yeah. And that's just and that's, taking the rest
0: of it. But our see, that's, that's okay. Yeah, okay. You know, and in in a in a perfect world you would run two stereo cables sure. out to whatever you're using like even to your ATEM, Yeah. But in and even to like our boxcaster, right? You'd yes. still run yeah, run yeah, yeah. stereo out or stereo RCA. If you're yeah. using the Pro, you would you know, we have combo jacks on there so you'd run channel 1, channel 2, left mm-hmm. and right. So, and that's okay. And it's all right for churches that only run a mono system at their church and can only push a mono signal out. It's okay to, to Put a Y cable and split that signal into sure. a duplication. That's okay. It's
2: probably different with music than it is too, with just talking head stuff and
0: yeah. There's a lot like I mean things like that, right? Yeah, but you've listened to a lot of you. You've listened to a lot of music where they have like these sweeping synth effects, right? Yeah, that go across from left to right. And it sounds yeah. pretty cool. Like it's fun to listen to. One of my dad's favorite. Ba- one of my dad's favorite band sticks. They would do that kind of all the time. Like yeah. you'd hear the you'd hear the synth go and it would sweep from left to right. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's just the way it is. So, in that world, in a musical sense, sure, stereo makes more sense because you you pan stuff left, pan stuff right, you get a more of an effect. It sounds better when it's you know balanced in the middle. Yeah, right. But in a world where you're like at a house of worship, for example, stereo is not always necessary. Like a mono signal running to two speakers running the same mono signal, you don't always need to pan left right.
1: Okay,
2: good to know. All right, I'm going to ask the
1: next question. <laughs>
2: you're killing it, Gary. I would say, Gary
1: always educates us on audio, and I love it. I'm going to ask the next question. Now, I don't really know what I'm about to say with this, but I'm going <laughs> to say it. And I know we talked about it a little bit the last episode, and we were kind of joking around with it. But um, we have on here, using a DAW versus RAW for system for consoles. Yeah. So DAW versus RAW.
0: Yeah, so DAW is a digital audio workstation, and RAW is just pre- pretty much a RAW signal, whatever you're pumping out of your console. Got
1: it. Okay. So what is, so give us some examples of like a digital audio workstation. Uh,
0: Logic Pro, GarageBand,
1: uh, Cubase. So, and from my understanding, it's like you go out of your console, into those, mm-hmm. and then you're able to tweak the signal a little bit exactly. to your liking, and then go out to your live stream or your recording exactly. or record yeah. something.
0: That's yeah. what a doll is? That's what a doll. well, a doll does a lot more than that. A doll brings in digital signals, and then you can manipulate those signals. A lot of times they use it for recording, and then you can just go back, play back the recording, make your edits or adjustments and then export that file out somehow or send it somewhere you need to. I see. There's a a DAW system called Ableton, and I'm I'm sure a lot of our um, House of Worship folks will know what this is. If you don't, just take a look at Ableton's website. It is a multifaceted approach to using digital audio. Okay. So you apply effects, you apply um, EQ adjustments, you can apply templates, you can add... Uh, feathering to some of the audio. You can change gain structures. So it's, it's basically a digital workstation, but it does a lot more um, outside of that for audio recording as well as audio generation. Got it. And then you can add in synthesizer effects on top of stuff. So if you had a keyboard that needed to be synthesized, you can add a synthesizer to it and it would do it for you. Nice. Okay? How,
1: how do people, um, I think I know the answer, but I'll just hear what you'd recommend. How do people get their signals from... Their audio mixer into their computers to like put.
0: yeah. There's a couple of yeah. There's a couple of different ways. Um, you could use a, a Dante. So Dante, <laughs> your good, good friend, he doesn't my good friend friend Dante, for Dante. Just sitting at our s- sitting at our sound booth, eating his Chipotle, and he's fine. eating his Chipotle with no socks on, right? Yeah. Um, so Dante is a really easy function where you're running digital audio like you would from a digital snake into a digital console. Okay, with a single um, RJ45 Ethernet cable. And you're running Dante into, say, Ableton through your laptop. Got it. Okay. okay. Or a, a, you know, a computer of any sort. The cool thing about Dante is that it's fast. There's almost no latency. Oh, oh, that's nice. cool. Right. I think is what it makes about it great latency. for live. Yeah. So. Digital. Analog audio can add a great amount of latency. Digital audio, you can control that amount of latency. But the cool thing about running into Dante is that you're you're copying what your signals are sending so you're not running multiple lines think about it guys like you have a 16 piece band up there right yeah. you're running six drum mics you're running two overheads you've got four vocalists right there alone okay that's 12 okay and then so you have a guitar two guitars a piano and you know a guest speaker right i mean that i mean 16 inputs that's a lot yeah now imagine having to take those 16 inputs and then copying those so why splitting them out to another console? Oh geez! Oh,
1: You're that's break- how you have
0: to do it with audio, with analog audio. You have to split those signals. That's You're breaking my brain, right? Yeah. With digital consoles, you don't do that. <laughs> You're right. You digital consoles is one single line.
2: Separate mixes in the console.
0: You can do that, but you get an Ethernet line as a digital line, and it sends all those channels in, and then you can Dante or send all those channels out with one cable.
1: Okay. Nice.
0: Right? So it's like doing NDI when we talk to Steven. Uh, yeah, okay. Sense.
1: So it's like the NDI version
0: right. of So you audio. send that audio Kinda. out into a DAW, such as Ableton or Logic, and then you can take that signal, put it into the channel, set up your programming inside of your DAW, and it will record the audio for you. That's a cool. lot of times it will even apply the audio and then send that out to wherever you want it to go. So, for example, in our church, we've experimented with um, Ableton and Logic a lot. We've recorded just naturally recording them in. via. We actually used USB instead of Dante. Um, and you can do that with with Ableton as well. But we brought in all the audio over USB. We mixed it in for a broadcast mix mm-hmm. inside of Logic, and then we sent that out over the headphone jack into the Boxcaster.
1: Wow, okay. okay, cool. That is cool.
0: Yeah. So, so Daw versus Raw. Like, there's a that's the reason the question was asked, right? It's personal preference. Um, right. I've done it both ways. I th- I think the less the less how do i say this the fewer we'll say it that way the fewer amount of things that you have in your lineup for getting your audio to your live stream the better that okay.
1: that yes i that would say that definitely makes sense for like almost anything mm-hmm. live streaming related like i remember talking to people video or audio and they're like <clears throat> yeah we have this thing that then plugs into a converter, that plugs into a splitter, which plugs into another converter. And then it actually goes through a speaker, and then it comes back out, goes into the switcher, through our fourth converter, and then it goes to the box. And they're like, what's wrong with the box? And you're like, what about the seven converters (laughs) you have before the box? Right, yeah. Like, just take your box and plug it right into the main source, and usually it's fine.
0: Right, exactly. And that's because each time you add an insertion point, every time you add an insertion point into that, you're adding something to it, like you're adding delay. So yeah. It's got to process that signal and send it, right? Or maybe you're adding a gain point. So when we say gain point, remember the gain structure thing oh, we talked yeah. about? Maybe that's got its own maybe audio it adjustment. something else to the audio automatically. Maybe it has an yeah. amplifier built in where it builds the, yeah. So now you're adding a gain point. So now that's another point of audio, you know, incursion that you're going to have to fix. Right. I
2: notice that too, whenever we add things to the, me- like add things to the workflow there's always different volume involved like because there's oh, yeah. all these things that we'll implement where yep. it changes the level where if you go straight from microphone to mixer, it's pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah. That's why it's always important to remember that, especially in this question. Like, I prefer running raw because I think I, I mix it differently. And like in a digital console space, I can mix it. I can see it. I can operate it. I like it better. It's more physical to me. I run raw, so I'll I'll mix everything in our digital console, and then I send that out one cable or two in this case because we want to rerun a Boxcaster Pro. But I send that out from my X thirty two into the Boxcaster Pro. It's already pre done, it's mixed. I don't Love have it. to worry about it. Where some some people like um uh, you know um our other friends like uh, Church Front with Jake Goslin, he advocates for using Ableton, right, yeah. and using Ableton in that in that regard. And then so sending your mix to Ableton and letting Ableton run. The patches and all of the extra EQs and effects and sense and all that stuff, and then sending that out to your broadcast mix, which nice. is which is fine, and you can do that. There's just an extra step involved. There's an extra gain point involved, right?
1: There's more software to learn.
0: A more software to learn, and it's more fun. Mm. <laughs> it I'm sure. Fun. It is. Well, I'm sure
1: it's more custom, and and you get the exact you know, sound that you want. Yeah. Maybe
0: and you that, can still do that know. with like a digital console running it out direct. You sure. can still do that. There may be some more limitations and there's, we we'll, we'll, we can get down the whole line called DSP. It's like digital processing power, right? Next podcast. No, yeah, next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> two years from now, guys. Yeah. But like, you know, some systems just don't have enough DSP to do that and cool. other systems do. So,
1: um, well, I think we have like, I mean, I have two more questions for Gary. Um, but I know we kind of wrote some of these down beforehand. The, um, we're going to get into a big one here, which, um, you know, there might be some fists thrown across the table. I'm vibing. But, but uh, yeah, because <laughs> I know Josh feels strongly about one and Gary feels strongly about the other. But um, I never – I did not know there were things as such – or I did not know there was something called a digital console until mm-hmm. I pretty much met Gary. And Gary brought it, and I was like, what's this iPad? And you're like, yeah, that's how I control everything. I'm like, that's pretty yeah. cool. But I've always seen it in yeah. bigger
2: church environments, but I never defined it. I was yeah. like, these are all just mixers. Because
1: they're all just They, we'll all, just they have, all are mixers. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and to us, plug stuff into them. Right. To us video <laughs> guys, it. they're just mixers. And we always have used analog mixers. And we even bought a new analog mixer that we're waiting for. And we showed it to Gary. And he's like, why don't you just go digital? And we're like, we don't know, Gary. We don't even know the benefits gonna, of digital. F- I'm going to force you to send so that thing we, back. <laughs> and we haven't even got it yet, so we might. So explain to us digital versus analog mixers The maybe this, the benefits of digital for people who, and, and if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm going to, I'm going to let you explain. Okay.
0: So in the analog world, analog was king for a long time um, because hardwiring sending signals was very complicated. Like splitting those signals off was very complicated, but in an analog world, they didn't have a digital system that would run. Like, I mean, if you're talking like 1980, 1990s, um, almost closer to, you know, to when the CDs released, because CDs are actually digital audio. Um, Analog was king. And so Analog was bringing in a signal over a hard wire, plugging it into a hard physical connection, and taking that hard physical connection, and running it to another hard physical connection. Right. Right. And so there was a lot of things that were added into that. So Analog offers a very high noise floor, for example. Um, where noise floor being the level where you begin to hear the audio and where you don't hear the audio. Oh, I see. Okay? But that noise floor, that's also the realm where that electric signal lives in. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if you raise the gain on, on something and that noise floor has to come up, you're also going to hear the electrical signal that's behind it. Is and that that like that buzzing yes, sound? Yes, that's exactly it. That hiss. Oh yeah, yeah I, hate I hate that. that. Yep, that's, <laughs> that, I hate that too. That's what. That's why you know the noise floor on that regard. That's the noise floor. That's what you're hearing is yeah. that digital signal behind it. Um, and so a lot of people think that analog, and I, I do too. Um, but they think analog systems bring in warmth into something, into a mix. And they really do. They add a it's little... It's
2: kind of like when people talk about records, listening mm-hmm. to exactly, records yes. versus listening to CDs, and they're like, no, but it's scratchy and Warmer.
0: Warm. It's got the tonal changes. Yeah. Like, and especially if you're listening to like an LP on an actual you know, record, um, and you throw it up on your, your record player, and you're listening to it, it's, it's the vibration of that analog change that, oh, I that see. adds that warmth, It that adds mm, that, that yeah. scratchiness, that... People feel. say
2: that about, uh, f- sorry, this is a total tangent, but people also say that about film and, it's the sh- same and process. movies shot on film yep. versus movies shot on digital. And, uh, you know, like I know you can recreate it, but it's so interesting that that's a common thread among all those three things.
0: Well, and there is, but the, the biggest thing with audio on the analog side is the simple fact that analog consoles are cheaper. Okay. Um, they are a lot cheaper. And a lot of people were more familiar with them. If you look at an analog console, and I'm sure, you know, we can put this up here. Yeah. In an analog world, every channel has everything there for you to change.
2: Yeah. It's all, yeah, it's right in
0: front of you. It's right in front of you. In a digital console, the digital system, memory is a big thing with it. So it memorizes your settings as you go across. Yeah. So I don't have to have, A, as much room. Everything can be condensed down into a smaller unit. And I can still operate the same amount of faders, the same amount of channels and outputs, and the same amount of sends and returns with a smaller unit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing I'm really jealous of in the digital world—and correct me if I'm wrong, Gary—but you can create scenes, right? Mm -hmm. And like, like when we come to this podcast, Gary comes back and he all—he doesn't need to recheck our mics or anything. He's just like, "All
0: right, this is the podcast one, and we're gonna go." Do
2: you do you EQ our voices too?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do that all through the console. Yeah, so and I can see. It's called real time analysis, so I can see what's known as RTA. I can see the RTA of you I can see the frequency adjusting.
2: So but like, you change the EQ of each of our voices. Inside of the this console. It's a very meta conversation. Yeah. Right. Now. right? We just yeah.
0: jumped from audio. So l- let's jump back into the analog digital portion of it, sure. right? So with an analog world, usually analog requires more hardware to run other things. Like you have to send and return effects, because some analog consoles just don't have robust enough effects, like digital del- or I'm sorry, delay or okay. chorus or reverbs. Yeah. So you have oh. to run the signal out into an actual effects graphic eQ and then run that back into the console for output. Oh, that sounds like a pain yeah it yeah. is it's a lot. That's why churches, um houses of worship or you know schools, all these things like their p a systems are like huge rack mount units that sitting in the side of their building <laughs> in yeah. the room, and they've got everything running, and it's also a really difficult way to go in and fix something if there's a problem. Like if that whole digital EQ went out, yeah. you got to replace the whole unit, right, and the yeah. whole system. So the benefit of having a digital console is you, you can bake in that analog sound if you really wanted to, but it has the digital processing behind it, and you're not running as many devices mm-hmm. and wires, right? I, like, again, you run that Ethernet cable into the console from the digital snake, you can do that. You also have processing power that operates for all or any effects that you want to run, and it's all built into the console. So you can run studio-level grade effects in, on an X32, for an example, that you, would, that you would normally be able to pull out from a hardware effects unit on an analog console. You can run that digitally in the system, and it Got does it. it for you. Jeez. So, I mean,
2: I, the benefit for us to go to digital would be if we start doing gigs where we're routing sound out back into the building, going other places. The thing I like about analog is we're always at the end of the chain. I know. We're always just like, (laughs) we're always taking it in, adjusting gains, and pretty much making sure the levels of two, three, four sources all match. And then we're just passing it to the viewer. But... I could see why if you're creating separate mixes, like for a live stream, mm-hmm. and then you're creating really a well. yep. you're, yeah, you're yeah, creating I mean, a mix for the building. Especially if it was
1: staying all in the same spot.
0: Yeah, exactly. The yeah. There are benefits to having an analog console. Like in your guys are set up being small business owners, videographers, going out and doing weddings, conferences, you know, yeah. speaking engagements, whatever. An analog console would make sense. It's a little bit easier to set up, a little portable. You yeah. plug it in, you make your spine adjustments, you send it out. It's fine. That's great. The issue that I have with you guys running analog for what you're doing is that if you're doing something consistently like this podcast yeah you're not going to get that same feature feature set with a, with an analog console that's true you're also not getting clean audio either Well it dirty it is dirty Ooh. remember that noise floor dirty audio yeah. oh
2: because of the noise floor
0: it's very hard to control yeah and and i think I have noticed and i think to your point Gary, i just i just that love
1: part. that when we you, it takes you like no time to like figure out like if our levels are good and stuff like that, you just plug everything in, you get everything hooked up, and you're just like, all right, let's do some audio tests. We talk for like 10 seconds. You're like, yeah, you're still good. Yeah, and but like, he's if a better audio guy. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's if, not because of the equipment. No, no, no. But if we had, if the <laughs> well, an, but the equipment the an, helps me, but the equipment yeah, helps me. Yeah, I'm sure they go hand in hand. And if we had the analog mixers, like, you know, some things would probably have changed, and you'd have to like readjust knobs and kind of <laughs> yeah. redial it in versus I'm just going to go Dialing podcasting. in on a
0: digital console. And you make a great point there. Dialing yeah. in on the digital console is a little bit easier. Because you get a physical representation, you can see it visually Mm -hmm. what's happening in real time. Yeah, yeah. All
2: you can see on an analog console is like a levels bar. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and sometimes that's like barely working, and for whatever reason, our (laughs) output is like loud, and we're like, "All right, well, the output's loud." Case in point, when you
0: guys came down was a few few weeks or a month ago. Yeah, A month or two ago, you guys came down and uh, you filmed our church for a project that we were doing with one of our partners. Yeah. And you filmed in that. And the biggest issue we had is that we were sending audio.
1: Yeah, we shouldn't have did that. Over into your
0: analog console. console. And when we turned up the gain to get enough volume to hear ourselves or hear what was going on, what did we hear? Noise. We heard a lot of noise. We took
2: it out, and then we went mic to digital
1: recorder, and we were fine. You were fine. Yeah. Which is how I've been doing things now. I just don't even bring the mixer. <laughs> and just... Zoom
0: makes a digital uh, digital console that's really small. By yeah. the way, they oh, make a yeah, really yes. good digital. Not console. Zoom, oh, the web they? conferencing. Yes, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom recorders. It's like Zoom
1: recorders. So, yeah. Tell me what it is yeah. right now. <laughs> I don't know if our wide <laughs> shot will. He's work gonna for put this. it in the cart. I'm um, gonna, yeah. yeah, we'll put it up on the screen.
0: So this would be a this we'll would that. <laughs> excuse me. This would be a version of a digital console um, that still offers some of the feel oh, yeah. of an analog console. This looks nice. Yeah, I
2: like that I still see knobs and stuff.
0: But this also has, like, Zoom makes a really good option because you can record directly to this through via SD card and all that jazz. Yeah, that's all. You can need. record to? Oh, that's and the only reason outputs. we bought
2: the Onyx.
1: And look at it. It has four headphone combo jacks.
0: Combo like, jacks. It's combo yeah. jacks. So oh. there's six combo jacks, which is perfect because you can that's run quarter-inch and XLR. Let's
1: buy this. Wait.
0: Yeah, we might put it in the cart. We'll hey, cancel could you put the your, other order. Did you put
1: your credit card number up in here too? What's on the back? <laughs> Anything good? No RCA <laughs> though. Sorry, Gary. We oh, don't need. A, we don't need RCA. no RCA. All right. <laughs> well, you'll just
2: buy one of those cheap Amazon cables you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we
1: have those. Yeah, oh, yeah it can, so run, on battery. It can run, run on batteries on battery. Too, yeah. uh, We would never try to do that. That'd be scary. But that does oh, look really nice. Um, so this is a this good is idea brilliant. for if
0: you're like really needing to run into a digital system. Um, and Sorry. you want to do it at an entry level? Actually, you know what? At go a to, good entry level, go item. to Sweetwater real quick. So this is what we use for the podcast. Oh, this is what we're using now. See, you I don't, don't know even what? know. I'm a We dumb don't, video. don't look right under there. the table. X eighteen eighteen six forty nine. Yep, that one.
2: Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, That's that has actually RCA. very no, And you control expensive. this on your
0: iPad? That's what I control on the iPad, correct? Oh, or my laptop if I'm running the I software. See. So this has a has a Wi-Fi built in that will allow you to connect directly to the unit itself. So it generates its own Wi-Fi. You can connect it to a network um and then I'll route it into an IP, like a static IP, and then you can connect on any wireless wow. network to this directly. It's Look it's at a, the back of it. That's the top, by the way. There is the back um has all of the uh, what like uh the in-ear, the ax- auxiliary yeah. apps and all that, the monitors and stuff Right. quarter inch. So this is why I prefer digital is because a lot of digital consoles are running into this this system where they're a portable oh, unit. Yeah, right. They can do multiple things multiple ways. They offer the the power behind them. You know, I've used this for podcasting. I've used this for worship for some organizations. I, I
1: think you're converting me to digital. I am. I think we're gonna to cancel digital. that other mixer. You I'm being dead, I'll say this. I like the the Zoom
2: one a little more because bringing an iPad is one thing we're definitely gonna forget. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll mess I would up.
0: recommend not doing that. Yeah. So but yeah. <laughs> but I know you have one I more like question. This, I believe. Though. right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just to wrap everything up, because I think if you're watching this and you you know you're in the live streaming space, I'm assuming um pretty much i guess maybe if you could give some tips on how to just have better live stream audio or like a live mix of uh, four viewers and things and um sure. if you, if you just had any like last tips that you could give people so they could ultimately have better audio or some quick easy fixes it's like hey you might be doing this uh just change that 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 and yeah you're golden it's
0: probably not that easy i would but- say the first thing is is to make sure that your audio mix coming out of your console or device has a lot or a good amount of juice behind it, okay? The reason I say that is because if you're running analog, you're automatically losing something in the, in the in the system. If you're running digital, the closest to zero that you get, the better. But a lot of times, depending on the device that you're encoding with, like our Boxcaster or our Boxcaster Pro, maybe it's going to be something else, right? Maybe an AJ Helo, what whatever, you know, yeah. Epithan, whatever, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all going to have different levels of ingest... Quality on audio. So if you pump enough signal in, you know that you'll have enough signal to work with. Right. Okay. If you're on the flip side, you're like, well, I'm not getting enough signal in. Okay. And everything seems to be low. Then I would definitely take a look at the gain structure system and make sure that you're gaining into your console exactly what's needing to come out. Right. And always remember that on any console, if you're putting enough in, minor changes to the system are going to have large effect. So if you're pumping a ton into the gain and you're mixing it well, that a minor adjustment of one, two, three, even 4 dB can have a huge effect on the back end. Got it. And it will be a little harder. The last tip I would say is make sure you leave enough headroom. Yeah, yeah. Because if you need to increase the audio or you need to increase the signal in some way, shape, or form, even if it's a gain adjustment, make sure you have enough headroom so that way the system can handle that. Right. And otherwise, whatever device you're coming to.
2: Otherwise, you end up with Decapitation, also known as clipping. <laughs> yeah, I'm still scarred. You're still scarred, <laughs> buddy. I would
0: also recommend that there are a lot of resources out there. Like MXU is a great resource for learning how to mix, how to build a good mix. David uh, Dave Brashler off of YouTube. He actually helped work with uh, Behringer on the X32, uh, Church Front with Jake Gosling. Those guys all have really good production setups, and they have really good tutorials and knowledge bases on how to do these things and do them properly. So I would highly recommend looking into something like that. If you're not quite familiar or don't quite understand audio enough, these guys can help you work through that to give you a better idea as to what to do. Um, and that's and quite honestly, after out, outside of college, where I have you know my my audio engineering or audio reinforcement certificates, uh, I use, I've used them to kind of help gain yeah. better understanding. I
1: feel like with most things, and again, with live stream, you're going to have to do a little bit of work, a little bit of research to understand yeah. what's going on. Well, but just those, like those, cameras, those, yeah. and it's always changing. Yeah, so. yeah, but those sound like some great resources. Like, hey, if you want to just dip, not dip your toes in, but you want to, fully dive in and learn more, you know, go check out those yeah. YouTube channels and stuff. Yeah. we'll put them on the screen I and mean, they'll be on the screen and and stuff, if you're so. looking for some
0: better audio tips, check out Podcast YouTube channel. We have yes. the, the We um, have the audio webinar. The audio webinar which will help you. Yeah. And we're always answering questions from that all the time. So that one's a little more visual too. Yep. It goes in EQs. And, and you get to things. see the console in play because I actually use yeah, the that. Oh, that, yeah. oh, yeah. that
2: was really helpful yeah. to watch you do that. I have a dumb guys piece of advice for a live streamer <laughs> if they <laughs> oh, yeah. ever want to the best piece of advice I can give. We do this all the time. Check your live stream audio before you go live at its <laughs> highest volume on a device that someone might be watching on. Like a, phone. Phone. Like a laptop, a yeah.
0: phone. Phones are notorious for having low audio. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Anything
2: like that. Check it and just see if the average viewer can hear it. I always start at the end point. I know like you're an audio guy. No, you say, should too. Like, th- I know you totally should yeah. do that. Yeah, and I yeah, start absolutely. at the end point, and I'm like, can someone at home hear
0: this? Yeah, And if not...
2: Boxcast has a, a a really cool audio control feature yes. where you can adjust gain and raise it up. If you're using the
0: Boxcaster,
2: yeah. If you're using the Boxcaster, you can just yeah. You raise can do levels. it in the
1: cloud. You can do it in the settings. And I would say this on when on mostly all of our gigs, I'll step out of the room. That's what I'm saying. Two to four times throughout the production, especially right at the beginning, within the first couple minutes. Pop some I'm, AirPods in, and I'm just like, let me make sure I can hear this yep. on my phone. And most of the time we can, but if it's like, hey, it's kind of low, I I can immediately go back to my you know, wireless intercom system and say, Josh, turn this up. Pop it up. Just a little bit.
2: No, that's fantastic. That's the dumb guy's video, dumb (laughs) video guy's litmus test. Yes. You guys should change your company's name to that. Yeah. That'd be great. So, Well, 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 thank uh, you, Gary. We really appreciate it. We learned a lot. We were just asking you questions that we were like, well, wait, I need to know that. I need to know that. So we really appreciate it. It's all good.
0: Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, I really appreciate the fact that you guys think I'm an expert. <laughs> so, oh, no. I'm yeah. much
1: more of an expert than us, and we really appreciate you explaining that and answering our what I would call dumb questions, I guess. Or but the dumb video guy. Dumb video question. guy questions. Yes. Yeah,
0: right. That's a new business for you guys. So. Yeah, right. Well, this has been the BoxCast Podcast. We're great. It's been good to have you watch and listen to us. Please subscribe to any of our uh, podcasting channels through Apple, Google, iHeart, Spotify. Um, click the bell. Like and subscribe here on YouTube where you have more content coming your way. I am Gary for BoxCast.
2: Yeah, and I'm Wade from BoxCast. And I'm Josh, and I'm not going to clip to end it. I know you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> it's been great having you. Have a good one. Bye.